0: Welcome back to Power to Perform Podcast. My name is Max Burby. I'm a senior on the men's alpine ski team, and I'm sitting here with Dr. Mac Brown. Hey,
1: Max. Good to have you again. And uh, yes, my name is Dr. Mac Brown. I am the assistant director and training coordinator at Psychological Health and Performance, otherwise known as PHP. And this is a week two of our podcast focusing on anxiety and nerves. So what questions do you have for me this week?
0: Well, last week, we, we kind of talked about the basis of nervousness and where that can stem from and, you know, a simple tip to help us, you know, break through that. Um, but this week, we're going to get a little bit more complicated with it and talk about the anxiety aspect of it. So the question I have for you today, Mac, is does anxiety root from nervousness? It certainly
1: can. It's, again, like I was talking about last week, a lot of how we interpret something or our perception um, can really shape how we respond, and how it's impacting us. The reason that happens is because our brain is essentially trying to create a template, and these quick connections are something that our brain thinks is an efficient way of operating, but oftentimes it can actually be something that creates less efficiencies and more assumptions or problems for us in the long run. There is a difference between when we feel anxious And nervousness, um, which is common, like that's part of life. Um, And what it then means to have clinical anxiety, to be clear, the two are different, um, but one can kind of inform the other. Um, Like I said, anxiety is something that is going to be present in our life. Um, because it's really helping us understand what's important to us. Um, it's something that we value. So, for example, I want to do well in this race. That's something I value. So there's going to be some nerves or anxiety about that. Um, I want to make meaningful connections, relationships, uh, friendships. So those are all things that can generate some anxiety, um, have some nerves in those situations, Um But it's really when there are things like that that are preventing us from our ability to function in our daily life, like going to class, going to practice, um, you know, how we are doing in our athletics, in our jobs. Um, That's when there's such a high level of distress in those scenarios where we can't function, um, that we're starting to talk more about clinical-based anxiety. Um, But anxiety certainly can start to mount from nervousness.
0: So it sounds as if this, this idea of nervousness can be present in not just our sport as athletes, but in everyday situations, relationships, classes, exams, things like that. Um, and it just sounds like it's important to understand the, that anxiety can be present and that it can also be controlled. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the next question I have for you today is that if an athlete feels that their nerves are taking over in a negative way, what are some techniques that they may use to take back that control?
1: That's a great question. Cause like you said, just a moment ago, anxiety is something that's going to be present and it's really about how we're managing it, how we're interpreting it, how we're controlling it that will make the difference. So from our last podcast, I reminded people about, um, starting with the breath as an anchor so that you can settle out your nervous system. And that way you can get a clear mental picture of, um, what's actually happening rather than it being skewed through this filtered lens of nervousness. Um, so really one quick tip around, if you notice that things are going more negatively is just a simple reframing message, um, Such as, I noticed that nervous feeling, and that means that this thing matters to me, it's important. Um, But you could also reflect on the facts, like I know I've done the training, I know I'm prepared, Um, I know what I need to do, and focus more on things that are strength-based and factual, rather than um, focusing on those worries and concerns that are just being generated by that feeling of nervousness um, that can then kind of shift where your mind is focusing on, not necessarily always the most helpful
0: place. So in simple terms, it's focusing maybe more on the process rather than the outcome because you know that I have done the preparation. I have the confidence I've, I've put in the work and that is going to get me to the process and the process goal and things I can't worry about is the outcome goal because I. Can't fully control that.
1: Absolutely. And of course, that's easier said than done, right? Because the outcome, in a lot of ways, is something that we focus a lot on. You know, I want to win. I want to get in this tournament. I want this. I want that. And when we do that, we're getting out of the present moment. And being able to stay grounded in the present moment is going to help you better attune to what your body needs, what your mind needs, um, and actually be able to do something about it versus the outcome is still yet to be determined. There's nothing we can do until it happens. So absolutely great point. Max, one quick tip that I just wanted to add is for today, noticing how you interpret sensations in your body and how you feel them, what is the message that shows up? So for example, if you are feeling that kind of pit in your stomach? What's the message that's associated with it? Is it, oh man, like if my stomach is feeling all kind of wobbly, then it means I'm nervous about what's about to happen rather than a reframe of, I'm really excited. And that's why I'm feeling that kind of stomach drop right now is because I know my nervous system is activated, telling me that I'm ready to go. So if you notice that former, like, oh, this means something bad, try and reshape that and counter it with a statement that's going to be more supportive for
0: you and helpful for you so i guess to close up on this one i'm gonna finish up with a quote here the what ifs and the should haves will eat your brain john o'callaghan thank you thanks max